Today I'm talking to Nick Marcinko, drummer for the Philly indie pop rock band Sleephouse. Fresh off the release of their summer EP High Tide, we discuss the band's artistic growth and their mindset going into the next project. Let's get it. I think the biggest thing, the biggest like leap we took this time around with like at least the new ideas that are coming out is we've become, we really know how to like arrange a good song now, you know? Okay. <laughs> because, um, the problem was, I guess, not necessarily the problem, but back then, like, we we weren't really too worried about that. We were more worried about, like, the mixing and shit. So we would kind of blend those two processes together when really, like, you should produce and arrange the whole idea before you mix. Because if you mix, a, if you mix like, a, a okay song, like, you can't make it, like, a great song. Like, it, right. it has to be a great song from, like, its DNA, like, from the bones in it. And that all stems from, like, the production and arrangement. So, like, at, at the one track where I think, like, it came the easiest was, like, Minnesota, because G-Money just had, like, a clear idea, and, like, each... Like, we... Now we can make, like, each section, like, feel fulfilling, you know, and, like, actually, like, progress the the story of the song, you know? It reminds me a little bit of the Mary Blair quote, where she said something along the lines, basically, that, like, she's conscious that the idea has to be a good idea, um, mm-hmm. at the start of it before it can like evolve into like a finished piece yeah exactly and um it's you, that's that's like probably the one thing that like we've always kind of had I feel you know it's um it's just a matter of like I guess what a lot of people go through I'm sure like not even just writers but artists in general is like you start working on something and you're excited and then eventually at some point in the process like you, you get past that initial hype of the idea and you're like, oh, this is kind of shit. Like, this is not good at all. But you kind of, but, but like, but like what I'm really trying to work on now is like knowing that initially I thought it was a great idea. So it is a great idea because mm-hmm. off the bat, I knew it was great, but it's just a matter of reminding yourself that when you're in like the, the mud of like a project, you know, because that yeah. shit is, because like you know the artists they basically sac- you basically sacrifice a lot when you put that much of yourself into it and um another quote that i don't know the exact quote but it's basically saying like if like if you're an artist and you feel like and you're like kind of like afraid in a way to like express your art or like put it out there like you feel a lot of like anxiety and fear about it the counterfeit artist is like wildly confident and the real artist is like scared to the bones you know yes. so if you feel that like you know you know you're a true artist you know? i talked to brandon about that recently i think i might have talked to you about that too last time you were here but like the beginning yeah like that i mean i'm sure you felt it uh to an extent with the with the first two eps but like you weren't like and, and a lot of the things i did in my early uh like career i guess you could say Mm-hmm. I wasn't confident in like at all <laughs> like literally at all but I, I put it right. out because I don't know like I it just felt like the right thing to do and at the end of the day like it got me to where I wanted to be but it was still it's still like a weird thing to come to terms with because then you look around mm-hmm. and you can definitely see people that have like a lot of hubris um, and I feel like to an extent you have to have hubris it's, it's like a really weird thing because what do you mean by what do you mean like, by that? Like that false confidence. Like to an extent, you have to have that. But there's there's a yeah. 
especially in the early stages, like, but there's definitely a line that you have to toe. You have to like believe. You have to believe in yourself, even even when you're literally at like the you have nothing like to show for. Like you have to just kind of have like faith, I guess, or hope, mainly. Right. So, I mean, this is the. Would you would you consider High Tide kind of like the first pro like the first project, or like the first project that you really found everything like the whole as a band? I yeah. I think we. I mean, speaking for myself, but, like, I'm 90% sure, like, we all feel the same way about it, mm. because, because it, it's not, like, to, because, like, I, I think, like, maybe with the earlier releases, like, the first two EPs and the singles, like, around, like, for maybe about a year after, like, all those, like, projects came out, like, I really couldn't listen to any of them, because, like, <laughs> I just didn't. I know exactly how you feel because I couldn't even I wouldn't even wear the shit that I would put out. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. weird. Like I just I couldn't listen to it because I knew every, everything about it and like I also like I I feel like we kind of like we kind of like knew like deep down like we're still figuring it out. You know, yeah. like we like we were working on it like it was going to be like a big thing to send other but like I feel like we knew deep down like this is just another like step forward, I guess. Right. So it just took me like a while when I got when we got to High Tide and it was really when we were making Clementine, you know, because that that song we we've been writing for like three years basically, yeah. kind of. So when we hit that point, I don't know. It kind of offered like a lot of like self reflection in a way because it was it was like instead of four uh, instead of just the four of us writing a song, it was like it was the four of us and the four of us from four or three years ago that are like just starting right. out you know so it was like it was an interesting dynamic because like we always because like we kept that song around because we always knew it was a good idea and it was just cool to see that even three years and like all of our tastes change and like we've, we've written so much more like music that like we're still able to go back and like give that song like its identity and like release it yeah too. Well, so what's interesting is like you like correct me if i'm wrong but like every single ep you guys have done has all been in the same studio with pretty much the same equipment right save for people getting new guitars and stuff like that but yeah basically that i mean there's really like over the years i've gotten like we've gotten like better like i guess drum microphones and stuff just um just because of the last house i lived at like those microphones were used for we had a larger room like we used our sunroom for Mm -hmm. all the equipment so it was a large space but yeah so um the microphones we had like basically when they were used in the sunroom like we just had the larger space so like the microphones were fitted to record in a large room environment so it was really just um i I, we experimented a lot with different overhead mics to kind of capture as much of like the raw drum sound as we as we can and um honestly like it like it it was really just trial and error like over the years like just learning more about like how maybe it wasn't necessarily i don't all right how about this i don't think it's the difference in equipment that we've accumulated over the years i think it's the knowledge and Mm -hmm. understanding how to record yeah that's what i was getting clear recording because i remember when you first had the studio there was like 
you had all this equipment, but you weren't really sure how to use it. And then you can look through all the EPs and kind of see. I mean, there are, the old ones are on SoundCloud now, but if you look back at, at like Sleephouse's catalog, you can see each one. There's like a gradual improvement. I mean, you were you were putting in a ton of time mixing, and I think that's when it all came together. Like between there's no time for romance, and then high tide. Um, there's like a huge jump because I remember you would mix for like hours and hours a day and you would take classes, you would read books, like, and just like you're saying, like learning the equipment is sometimes more mm-hmm. important than like buying the best shit because you can have the best stuff and, and not know how to use it. You know what I mean? What? Yeah, exactly. Like what good is it if like you can't even use it properly? So like, yeah, like if you don't, cause like I just, I, once I understood that is when I started to like really like realize like oh shit i actually like figured it out like i'm actually making like we're actually like making music that like hits now and we're doing it in the same room we did like the first ep because like i don't even want to say like the now that now that i'm thinking about it like i don't even want to say like those big room mics that we had like were even unusable like if that's all we had with the knowledge i have now like i could make that work you know it's basically like and also just like not clipping like the first ep like <laughs> it never sounded loud enough so like i'm sure like everything is fucking clipped on that thing yeah but 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 you know like it's just like the learning process it's it's literally just that and i mean it didn't it doesn't come easy like i spent probably like all senior years when i really started like putting the time in like in every in almost all my classes like health class or like music class I'm basically just popping some headphones and like take courses online and just do yeah. all that shit from the classroom. So I was like kind of ahead of it, and I've I basically done that up until this point. So like about out coming up on like three years now or two years now, and um, well, I mean, it shows, like see, it shows, yeah, <laughs> like it, it, it definitely shows. <laughs> well, can, I mean, yeah, even from just last EP or like even like the singles, the singles are still awesome, but like there's a lot more polish everything you guys put out there's a lot more polish and then even like we were saying earlier like the new stuff is on a completely different level like from the songwriting perspective so once the mix comes in i'm very curious how it will evolve reason why high tide felt like the first is because it was the first time i listened to the finished track and i knew it was finished you know yeah every everything else like before like i was always like even the singles like those are those are some pretty decent mixes but like i knew like i could have done better but like that that the high tide was when i listened to everything and i was like yeah this sounds exactly like how i want it (laughs) but um i don't know of course there's always like little things you'll change but it's kind of like the charm of it you know right because it's like a it's a product of where you're at so like I've really, I've really learned to, like, appreciate that, especially, like, those earlier EPs now being a little older and, like, seeing how, like, I guess, uh, naive and, like, how, like, I, I don't know, like, you just have so many, like, big goals and, you know, it's cool to see that we still, like, you know, have those same goals, like, all those years later. Yeah, the High Tide really had some legs to it and it was when we all kind of came together and I think everyone was really on the same page and I think when we went away to record the music video and like at the end of the album process i think all that like i feel like the more we work together and are together the better the project always comes out yeah i think it's like you know because 
you, I feel like, especially us, because we're very the same. Like, I often like find you and me like thinking the same exact oh thing, my God. like having the same Kayla exact the feelings. Because, <laughs> like, I'll tell you like exactly how I feel, and you're like, bro, like I fucking understand. So, yeah. like, it's I, like what I loved about that it was because I, I I was always in the mindset of like let's work, let's work, let's work, but like that that weekend we spent down there like really just like told me like it's not it's not about working it's just about like living with the people around you because mm-hmm. like you need to like if if you just work work all the time then it's no longer like that that brotherhood like friendship you got mm-hmm. like it's not supposed to strictly be that so like just going down there like fucking around like riding, riding on bikes, bikes. Like, yeah we, like we were down there for four days but we only really like did shit like the one day you know mm-hmm. But and having even all then, that it wasn't time really before, an all-day yeah. shoot. Exactly. Like we literally shot it in the morning. But I just feel like having like going to the beach together, going to the boardwalk yeah. together, like waking up in the morning, getting food and shit like that. Like that like adds so much like character to the whole mm-hmm. process. And it, yeah. I feel like it really, like that whole weekend. Like I see it in the artwork of High Tide too. Like. That's yeah. the feeling I get when I look at the artwork. I feel that weekend with everybody there, you know. So it's yeah. cool. Like it, it's just like it had it had so much. Uh, it just felt like it was a real like statement, like our Absolutely. first real statement. Yeah, I think we and, uh, all really came together. It's it's important to have a team, and I'm glad we're lucky enough to all have each other. Like I was talking to Kayla last night about like mm-hmm. if you trace back the timeline, like. If, if my Cub Scout troop never disbanded, Brendan, like, I, I would have never met Brendan, who introduced me to you. So it's, like, all these little events. Mm-hmm. It's just all these crazy things that, like, travel back through, like, the webs of time. Um, and we're just all lucky it's, that yeah. we found each other. Yeah, I like to, I like to think, um, usually, like, uh, me and my mom actually talk about it, but kind of like how... Cause like the the way it is, at least I don't know. Everyone has a different opinion, but the way I think of it is like we're all like just souls, just having a human experience. And yeah. before you come to this earth, like you kind of are able to put yourself in the place you want to be in, knowing like what will come along that route. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know. It it just feels like because like even me and Brendan, like I literally have known him in my entire for 20 years like i'm 20 right. like i've known him for 20 years so like it's it's just ridiculous like how many times like or how the universe works because like yeah. we cross paths so many times and like it's just funny because it it, it kind of feels like a like a coordinated effort from like before our lifetimes like how everyone yeah. was just meant to be ever like what are the chances everyone has the same passion the yeah. same strive for greatness and to you know born at the same great. time you know what i mean like it's just yeah all, and, like if you trace to, it back it gets fucking crazy like uh, yeah and to like you know give something back mm. to the world too you know so it's like i feel like just back i feel like and before we came to this like we knew what we were trying to do in this lifetime yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. yeah it's just like i don't know I, i'm all, i always like because i <laughs> at the end of the day like i try to I write down like at least five things I'm like thankful for every day because in order to um in order to like receive from the universe you have to express gratitude and thankfulness you know and just be appreciative of like what you have 
So I usually write down like five things. Like I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. And like I always put like you guys or the team or or anything else because like because like for real like just like <laughs> it's like the best place to be in. You know. Yeah. When you have yeah. when you have people that understand you. <laughs> yeah. And even from like so like from a like even when we were, we would hang out. Uh, you know, when we first met, there wasn't really a conscious effort, but it, like, kind of evolved into that. Um, like, before even the band, um, it, it's, it's weird, because, like, I almost don't even remember the time before the band, because it's been, like, how many years has it been? Like, four or five years now? Five years. That's, that's, that's insane. What, so, like, what is your yeah. first, like, introduction into, like, music? What is your first, like, musical memory, I guess? Um, I mean, it's the way, the way I remember it is like, there was really no other path for me to like go in life. Like literally as, as far back as I can remember, like I wanted to do music. So it was, um, like, I guess a lot of my first memories, like I used to live in, uh, like around like Stratford, New Jersey before it was just, um, me, my mom, my dad. And, um, it mainly stemmed from because my dad, he played in like a bunch of cover bands and his band would come over and rehearse like all the time because he used to really play like that back in the day. And um, I was always just so like fucking fascinated by it. Like, I, like I, I remember like how fascinated I was and like I would like sneak out of my room like after I've been put to bed just so I could like hide right outside the door they're practicing in just to like listen because like it was kind of like it was calling for me more than right. i was calling for it you know like it just like literally like brought me in and uh my dad used to play like a, a music video vhs cassette of like van right. halen's like greatest music music videos so like just seeing that i was like i was like <laughs> i don't know i guess like ever since i was like one two three years old i was just like this is the coolest shit like a person could do like who the fuck would not want to do this like look at the mm-hmm. crowd they're playing for like listen to the music like this is fucking insane so basically it basically started then and then i probably once i was like second grade so like seven or eight is when i like first picked up the drums and like started so it's oh probably like over like 10 years of like actually like playing playing music but um but yeah i I guess like those years before the band was really where i like developed a lot of my technique rather than like my artistic ability right i i think that all started to happen when the band came but i think just from a, a skill standpoint and the same with the other guys like all those years before were just purely like learning the instrument <laughs> right so before you had the band like would you just practice by yourself was, was that like the whole you would just go downstairs and like practice by yourself on the kit uh yeah i practice on the kit i'd play songs i used to i'd have like uh, for a while there was like an instructor that would come to my house and mm-hmm. then eventually i moved on to the music training center and uh who's still like a fucking I was thinking about him the other day actually his name was Joe Aiello he was my instructor and he was like he I I really gotta give like a lot of credit to him because he is like still to this day like the most incredible drummer I've ever seen like play Mm. and he's so like low key he's done so many things like playing with like all these huge jazz figures this that and the other 
and he's just like a he's just like a dude that just does like lessons at like a uh, like a music like you know learning center and it's dope so he like i was always in the rock but he was the one that really got me really like expanded my feel for the kid because he made me do like bossa nova samba jazz like okay. at like eight at like nine ten years old so i i guess like he i guess like i hated it like i hated doing it because all i wanted to play was like rock music and i right. think he knew that but i mean like i i don't know like i get i i, I hate to say it for myself but like everyone kind of knew like i had a full like talent for the drums like i i like i was like listening to songs and playing them at like eight years old like just the right. first time through so yeah, I think he knew. I think he knew. I think he like knew that looking back, and he started doing that to me like from the jump, so I could like really like get my get my intangibles down essentially. So yeah, I, yeah. I would do like I would do like recitals and that, and then eventually like you know middle school band, and then I'd do like honor band, which was like bring a bunch of kids in from like different middle schools, and you play in like a big band, you go up to the mm-hmm. a couple weekends, and then perform. And then I did a, uh, and then I did the marching band, and that was the same year we started the uh, the band. So, I that's where it kind of picked up. But that was basically doing before was just playing on the kit, taking lessons, you know, chilling, and, playing video and games. And before, you know, like while you were playing, you know, on the kit by yourself, was there like in the back of your head was there like a conscious like okay, well eventually I'm gonna have to get like a band together, or were you just kind of just vibing and just going for it? Oh, always. Okay. Oh, oh, I, I, I always, I always knew that. The, I guess the thing was like, I knew I was like eight or nine years old, so I was like, all right, so I'm not gonna be in a band yet. <laughs> so I was just like, I wasn't really you naked brothers on, man. But I knew, yeah, exactly. I knew I wanted to be in a band. Like okay. I, that's what that's what I could say. I always knew I wanted to be in a band. And then, for people who don't know, what was kind of the origin of how Sleephouse got started? So it, so I guess we'll start like before me. So G Money and Adam had a band when they were in middle school. So they were doing that for a while. So yeah, they became friends in like sixth grade. So that was like their initial. They had their little band in like middle school, and then I, Adam and G Money basically like separated from them because Adam was like tired of playing covers, and he was like, I want to. I like I've been trying to write original songs. He's like 13, 14, like writing this. And um, so he so he left the band, and then eventually freshman year started, which is when I meet Adam. G Money goes to a different school, mm-hmm. and uh, we met like probably like the probably like you know beginning of the school year, like September. Um, one of my friends from uh, another class was in my same study hall, and he brought and I was just started sitting at his table, and Adam was at that table. And for a while, like, we just knew each other from being at the table for, like, about, like, a month or something. Mm-hmm. And then he he Instagram DM me basically saying, like, yo, I heard he plays the drums, blah, 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 blah. Like, he plays guitar. And that's when I was, like, off, off, like, immediately. I was, like, oh, bet. Like, <laughs> like this yeah. is dope. So it was, like, it was, it was exciting. So, yeah, we, he, we basically, like, we basically, like, gave respect to each other and then said we were, like, and then Adam was, like, yeah, I want to do something. So, like. He sent me like songs to like play and like videotape myself playing right. to show like I guess I was good. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because like the songs he sent were like <laughs> the same beat the entire fucking song like R <laughs> like R I P to my youth like it's literally 
like the whole like for three right. minutes so so when, so when you got the dm was so there any like feeling of like you know like kind of like a butterfly moment where you're like okay maybe like was there any, basically was there any feeling when you got the dm like oh this could be a thing did you have any idea what was coming in a sense yeah definitely i mean i i felt it yeah i was definitely excited because like you know i was being reached out to and like right. i i hadn't i hadn't talked about like i hadn't talked about like my music or like being in the marching band at all like it was just out of pure interest so like i guess like i guess like him reaching out to me was like oh like he actually like maybe maybe like he's actually like good and it, right. I was like, I, I, I don't. I was just excited because I was like, oh shit! Like I'm probably gonna form a band right now. Right. But um, we didn't really get to do it until like January, so like a couple months later. And then uh, Adam said like he was working with one kid, and then they came over. I don't know. <laughs> we just kind of. Right. We just kind of like kind of went through the process of like finding people, and uh, I think it was. Um, then how G Money gets into well Evan gets in the picture because I had another kid that was playing the bass that didn't show up so like I went upstairs and like Evan had played with me like in middle school a few times for like talent shows so I was like Evan can you please like play the bass today for us and how so old he was came Evan down at this point like 11 12 this <laughs> <laughs> is it's just brilliant I love it yeah he's like he's like 11 or 12 and we were like 14 15 i remember like in the in, like i had like i like at first had to convince the guys like listen like he's like he's like in fifth and sixth grade but he's good i swear like he actually is <laughs> and um so then we had like another singer for a minute and we were playing songs but like it still didn't really like feel right but like you know it felt it felt good like music wise between right. all of us and then adam and g-money were playing battlefront or some shit and then g-money was like at, like they were talking about the band and they always like laugh about it because like it's just funny how like he didn't join the band sooner like right. g-money i think g i don't know if he was but i think g-money was like low-key like kind of like kind of like jealous about it and he was, was just hurt, like right. he, he was like well i could sing for the band and then adam was like okay <laughs> so and at that point did he even really have any experience singing uh, he'd done it like a few times, like School of Rock, and like I think he might have like sang a few songs with like the old band. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, like we were talking about that the other day too. Like I remember I was down here like in the basement, and uh, this is like before we even had like the studio set up and everything. And yeah, I just remember them walking down, and we just like introduced ourselves, and it was um. It was pretty simple. Like we just played like a couple cover songs, but like I think like we 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 felt like we uh, we knew like from that first practice like we had something because like something. we started writing because like we we started writing like a song like the first day like the right after I met G Money and like I didn't even know that. Is are, are are the song you're referring to? Is that the infamous song that I did the two awful single covers for? No, even before okay. that. Okay, it's even before <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, so it was like our very, very first one. It was not, it, tr- trust me, like it was fucking shit. But we were so, but I mean like who, who fucking cares? Like I didn't even know how to write a song. So I was, I was like ecstatic that we were even like doing something I'd never heard before. So, so we were, we were all hyped. G Money wasn't even playing the guitar. He was literally just singing for us. And then eventually, yeah. like next next practice, like we have a little like setup for G Money, but um, 
I guess this is when uh, Sex by the 975 like kind of comes into the history of the band because if we hadn't have covered that song, out of G Money wouldn't have played guitar for the band. Right. So yeah, we were basically at practice thinking of songs that we want to cover, and then I said that one. I gave G Money one of my guitars. Like we played it, and I, I think it was after we played it and we're young, so like we're getting hyped, like we're running around like the basement, like playing the song, like mm. all that shit. So I think it was after the song like we were like oh shit yeah we're good then it was like a month of just like practicing writing practicing then when we do that first open mic at timeout bar yeah that 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 was the moment where we realized like we had something special didn't even have a band name at the time if i remember correctly no we didn't have a band name for a couple months (laughs) we changed we changed our name like every time we went out when you go up on the stage for the first time and you get off like if you feel like a rush of excitement or like you feel like you're being electrocuted like you're probably doing something mm-hmm. because i remember that feeling when you stepped off oh yeah like we like went outside immediately and we were just like fucking like <laughs> just talking like holy fuck like that, i remember that, was that. Sick. Like, like the deck i remember that yeah, like we were just, we were, we were just, I, I remember like I, I was like shaking because I was like, holy fuck. Because like we were playing songs and like people cheered after and like they were like, we had the whole like looking at us. It was like that beginner's luck. Like it was like crazy, you know? And kind of fulfilling that childhood fantasy as well. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I really felt, we really felt like, oh shit, like we're actually like doing something. And I'm sure it was the same for them too, you know, mm-hmm. because like. We're, they were playing originals finally and we just felt like we felt like a band because of that you know right and um that's why like when we were going through fights when we were coming up with like band-aids i think that's why we stuck together because we played the we played the shows and we've done the practices like we all knew like there's something about it mm-hmm. so it didn't matter like what what like roadblock like came up like it was just like we have to figure it out <laughs> and this is pre even having the studio as well yeah no we didn't have the studio for like the first year which honestly like we wanted it so bad but holy fuck was that a good thing mm-hmm. dude i i would have hated anything <laughs> i recorded a year oh my god so do but, you th- when did you feel like there was a point where there was like a transition to where i mean maybe it was even high tide when did you feel like you hit that point where you okay i'm really liking what i'm making i mean i would say even the second ep connected with a lot of people for that tour as well yeah um i'd say uh i'd say like probably the first song that i like really fell in love with where i was like where like it felt like the most like original thing i guess was cherry tree Mm. and um uh well it actually it has to be probably home because we wrote that before but i think it was home where we actually like really where i really like kind of fell in love with everything i think we all did because like, you know we we had you know like we had like a, a very like serious like event like traumatic event happen around that time right i just feel like i feel like being able to make that song with the guys and like having having us all like open up and you know like we had we never we were never in a position to open ourselves up to each other that much up until that point you know right. so like once that happened like it became like real you know yeah, well, there's like the concept of like trauma bonding so like when you all go through something together it like strong it like strengthens the unit yeah it, exactly and um 
that that was the one that really like united us a lot and i like even when we were like practicing it like i i think adam and g money had written like the the idea before they came into the studio but the first time we played it like we i we rarely changed it after so like it kind of feels like i was like it kind of felt like playing along to a song that was already out like you know like i just felt like i felt like it was kind of written for us you know like right. that idea kind of just like came in and just like told me what to play yeah wrote but um almost. yeah it was like that song and uh and cherry tree were like the those are like the first two of like that first ep era where i think we like really started to get get like a better idea of like how to like of like writing songs you know because we had a lot of we had a lot of, we had a lot of fucking gunk before <laughs> like we had a lot of but that's, that's when we, that's when process. we started to get to it that's but yeah shoveling the shit and then you find yeah. the diamond at the very bottom of it yeah then, but definitely torrent 2 was also like a great experience yeah well i think the most interesting thing about um watching you guys play live and hopefully people can do that again soon but is that even when you play an old song it gets updated just by the way that you guys play it i don't know how to explain it i don't know if that's a conscious thing or or what it is but you can play an old song but the way you perform it live it gives it like new life yeah it's like um I guess, like, it kind of just stems from, like, playing the song so many times. So, like, when we're saying, like, we'll, we'll, like, jam. Just, like, kind of, like, do filler shit and, like, jam within the song. Like, while we're yeah. playing it and rehearsing it. So, like, I think that's a lot of where that comes from. And on top of that, like, sometimes, sometimes like, when you record, like, a song in the studio, it has a vibe. It has, like, a certain vibe. But then when you play it, like it and playing it live like you, you kind of feel like these different like setups and these different hits and mm -hmm. stuff so like i think don't you cry like we do a lot of stuff in the verses like live that we don't do in the actual song just because like it feel it, it just feels better live you know and um i think yeah i think it's just really that the more like we you know just fuck around and like jam like we start to like find like other like in in like inter inter I don't know. Like Interpretations just like, of the song. Yeah, we yeah, we just like find like even even mini like even smaller riffs to add to the song mm -hmm. live, you know? I think it's also like we're just like so comfortable with it and like we just played it and we know we we kinda know what we're so like it's just like being it's being in sync really. Like it's just being in the pocket, I guess. I can't really describe it. Right. So in the absence of live music I mean that was pretty much the entire recording process of High Tide, right? Was there any? Did it get started before that? Um, we had so as far as recording wise, no. But like we had be we had begun demoing some ideas. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I know you're still my thing. That was like not. That was another idea that was like not. It's like the second EP, but uh. It was just around that time, like, me and G-Money started to demo it together while, um, Adam was up at the college. And, um, and obviously, like, we had, we had Clementine and shit like that. But it was, it was pretty much, like, right before the pandemic was where we got the idea. So probably, like, March, like, the beginning, very beginning of March, like, right after we did 104.5, we basically, mm -hmm. like, figure out we want to do a EP. Then we make a list, then we have, like, a list of all 
the songs like that aren't released. We put together the track list, and then I think, I think, I think literally like less than a week before like quarantine hits, like we jammed skydiving for the first time. So basically, like right, right after that week is when we like started recording. But see, we I, I knew. I think we all knew from the jump that skydiving was like one of the strongest songs we had written mm-hmm. <clears throat> in a minute. Yeah, I would like agree. it just it, it it just had like such a vibe to it. So it's really yeah. that that also feels good. Like you know, seeing how other just, just like you know, feeling that energy and like seeing people listen to it and also feel that same energy. So that right. that was a cool feeling with that song for sure. You kind of you kind of just know like you got like a certain. When you got like a different energy to something, I guess. <laughs> but then, yeah, that pretty much took the whole quarantine. Yeah. Right, and then so now, what what's what's like the future plans at this point? Uh, the the EP's been released. So there's been music videos. There's been merch. There's been physical copies, which was fun as hell to do. I love designing mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, basically, I mean, we have a ton of material on the table that we're working out and like I think uh I think you know as of a few weeks ago like we we come up with a plan on how to on how we're gonna get those songs out to the world basically right and um it's basically you know it's it's really just keeping that same grind we had from before and just doing it more efficiently you know make sure making sure we're learning more and um yeah like as of right now like we're really just like focusing really hard on next songs you know we don't really care how long it'll take we're we're more worried about like making sure like we fully like get the vision i guess for you know all these songs and you know like obviously shows come back and stuff like that like we are more than ready to go if we could do those and that shit's all safe but um it's basically it's basically just you know if we're, we 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 say we feel like we're like the Beatles after they stopped playing live and they just started doing studio stuff because like yeah because like we haven't I haven't played a show in like a year so it just feels like it just it just kind of feels like when I make music I don't really care if I'm gonna be able to play the song live or not you know yeah. which I which I think I think is helping the music too. I remember you being pretty devastated at, at, at first. So what was like the transition from being like, like where did it hit you where you kind of switched your mindset and were just like, was it just the lack of being able to really do anything about it or? It was, um, <laughs> it was, I, I would say it was definitely time. <laughs> yeah. Definitely as time, as time passed. But, um, I think it, I think, you know, it was just, um, what kept me going was, uh, we had so many like cool opportunities coming up so like the initial like bumming of those those plans like not being able to see itself like sucked but i've always um it's really just how i've all like the way the world works that like when you really want something that the universe will do everything in its power to test you and pretty much get you to literally telling you like you should quit because it's way easier than just continuing mm-hmm. and i think if once you break past all of those moments is when you reach success because if the universe made it easy 
everyone would be doing what they want to do, you know? Right. But they're ba- it basically, it's like weeding out, it, you know, get weeding out, uh, I don't, I don't, this is a shitty analysis, but there's this G League player for the Sixers called B-Ball Paul. And he, he came, and they, they always joke that, they always say, like, B-Ball Paul out the mud because he's literally, like, Wilt Chamberlain in the fucking G League, like, dropping 50, <laughs> like, 20 rebounds. So, it's basically, it's basically like that. Like, you gotta, it's just, like, getting out the mud. Like, are you gonna, right. it, it was basically getting through that. It was, I just... I just told myself like the universe like literally show that we're literally like teasing me like you tease yeah. like a bull with like a red blanket and then faking me out so basic basically I felt like that was the universe saying we're gonna bring you right before that point of when you could hit that uh, hit where you want to be and then just bring you right fucking lower than you've ever been. yeah you know so and I, I just felt like I, I kind of just once I got past like the initial like the initial like sadness of those ideas I was kind of just it felt more like it's fine with me I'm just gonna keep grinding and figuring out what I could do now to like to like help myself out yeah and um that's basically what I had to get through that and then also like making making music and yeah I think I think the really most important helped. part is like that you guys didn't give up you switched up the the end goal in a sense like you switched up the task at hand and you guys still came yeah. out stronger musicians like and i arguably right. i think if everything didn't happen you guys might not be in the place that you were you were now you know what i mean you, you kind of like forced yeah. your hand in a way yeah i'd like to i'd like to because with like having the having the corn you got to spend the most amount of time on a record like consistently as like before yeah you were, you were putting in a lot of hours on that toward, towards the towards the end there you would be like mixing for like eight hours a day yeah i remember so me and sophie were that yesterday how like because <laughs> like we'll we'll talk like basically like you know we'll there's points when like you know the the art output like isn't as isn't as like consistent as it mm. should be and you know that's like natural it's, like you can't you can't be like turning out shit like, all the time and expect to just do that forever like you're gonna have points where you need time away and of course you will basically mm. so I, i'll get i'll, I'll super like down about that stuff but i know like i know like you know i i, I made a recording when i was like in the mud of the, the high tide shit and I, but i made an audio recording saying basically to my future self that is in the position i was just describing like not you know not a lot of output like kind of just coasting for the time being i basically said like i, ba- I was basically telling myself like listen you got to get through it because right now i feel the same way you feel but i'm doing what you want to do so you just gotta fucking, you just gotta know like this is a cycle. This is what you yeah, gotta do. The balance. You gotta, of it all. Yeah, like this is just the balance, and I'm basically saying like there's no other thing I'd rather do, even when I'm feeling like this defeated. You know, there's, there's no other option still. Right. Is there anything I mean that you want people to look out for in the next coming months, or anything you want to leave off with? Um, <clears throat> expect to see. A lot more, but. Alright. That's good, I like it. 
If you want to keep up with Nick and his band, you can follow them on Instagram at Sleephouse and check out their website, sleephouseband.com, for some dope merch designed by yours truly. And if you want to support the show, you can follow us on socials. Thank you for your dot art on Instagram and stay tuned for new episodes coming every Saturday.